listener. Kick Pump acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast, the Yulukut Wollum clan of the Boon who are part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respect to their elders, past and present, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the Kick Bump Podcast, your fortnightly DM on all things motherhood. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I am good. I had an interesting conversation with my son this morning, which I've been keen to share. Good old little Harvey. Good old How's little Harvey. Little man? You know what I love? I love that I'm having conversations with him. Yeah, now. like it's back and forth. Yeah. yeah, we can have a full conversation and he <laughs> understands it. Not always, like you can't, you know. You're not like, so and how did that, uh, yeah. this make you feel? How did that make you feel? Actually, <laughs> actually, no, that's. He kind of gets that. Yeah. Like what we're trying to do now is especially like if I, you know, turn off the shower and then he has a tantrum about it and is really upset with me and whatever and is cuddling me later, like a bit like sad. Mm-hmm. I will say like, are you sad because mommy turned off the shower? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> I said, did that make you? Did that make you feel sad that mummy did that without asking? So yeah, oh. and I'll say like, do you want to go in now and like turn it on and off and you can do it? And, he, and he, he, so he understands like the feeling connecting of, it. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, so this is why I feel sad or whatever. Or I think I can even ask him like, why are you sad? And he'll say, Harvey won't turn off the, <laughs> the, the water, the shower. <laughs> and then I'll understand what that meant was <laughs> it's because you turned off the shower, yeah. you bitch. Um, <laughs> And so, like, he is actually getting really, it's really, really cute. Anyway, today's conversation, funnily enough, was in the shower. And we were standing in there and he was, like, looking at me. And, like, we've kind of, like, taught him, you know, what his willy is or whatever. (laughs) He understands that we comes out of it and that he has one. Um, But today was the first time he looked at me and pointed at my vulva and was like, Mommy's willy. (laughs) And I, I did. I kind of had a little chuckle to myself. But I said... No, mummy doesn't have a willy, honey. And then he just like looked at me a little bit like blank. Like, what do you mean? And I was like, this is called a, well, I actually said this is a vagina. And then I was like, actually, oh, this is a vulva. Yeah. I'm actually incorrect. This is a vulva that I you can I still get see. confused. Vulva is the Basically, inti- your, like what you can see from the outside. Gotcha. And then vagina is? The inside. The inside. Yeah, yeah. Look at me learning things. Yeah. Nah, I knew that. I just feel like I need it. Yeah. <laughs> get a clarification. Um, and so I said that and he was still kind of blank. And then I and then I kind of went to say we have different genitals and whatever. And then he was still looking at me pretty blank. So then I was like, where do I go from here? And I said, they're generally called private parts. Mm. And he was like, Harvey private parts, and like pointed to his willy and then pointed at me and said, Mum's private parts. And I was like, yeah, that's yeah, good. correct. And um and then I went. He didn't listen to me at this point, and I I felt a bit weird saying it but then also I see unfortunately and this is turning from a funny conversation to a serious one Mm. but I see so much online horrifying stuff about you know kids and the wrongdoing that can happen in their private parts yeah you know to to say the least and so I went to say well I actually did say I said and and no one is supposed to touch your private parts except you and I said it and he kind of just like looked at me I don't think he really absorbed it And then I didn't know where to go from there. And I just, it made me think, like, I see a lot online about, like, the earlier that you can just call the genitals what they are called and not have, like, funny names for them, not make them feel like they're ashamed of them. Yeah, just, like, like, matter of fact. Just matter of fact, right? Just, like, your hand or whatever. And educate them, the better. So I was like, is two and a half, like, too early? Or, or like, 
when does it go from here to then explaining stuff like if someone ever was to? Anyway, it made me think this is a much bigger conversation and one that I do not have the expertise on. Neither. And (laughs) as you can imagine. (laughs) So I think what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to have, we're going to find an expert to talk to this because I know that there would be so many other toddler parents or even Mm. young kid parents. Or maybe you're pregnant and you're already thinking about this because I'm not even pregnant. I'm interested. Yeah, interested. Because I think about that stuff like how do you have those conversations about mm. yeah I suppose it goes around consent and like 100% if something were to happen usually the child would feel like they couldn't or the, if the person has said don't tell anyone you can't tell your mum or your dad yeah. or whatever like that often Is would important. be the case yeah. so it's like how would you make a kid feel okay with telling you if anything happened and 100% yes so we are going to plan that yes. for you guys. Yes. So know that that is coming because that is something that I'm trying to navigate right now and mm. I have no fucking clue. And yeah. look, there's not, well, I mean, I'm sure there is probably like wrong things to do, but really there's, as with everything in parenting, you're not doing anything wrong if you try and talk about it at a certain age or you think you haven't yet. And, you know, don't feel mm. bad about that. If you've got like a four-year-old and you're like, shit, my four-year-old yeah. doesn't know that his penis is called a penis. Yeah. We call it a banana. I don't know. <laughs> Just like, don't feel bad about that because yeah. it's a really hard Mm. thing to it's a tricky thing to know yeah. the right thing to do is so hopefully we can help you with that episode that will be coming up it's soon. more just getting guidance on what could be a good way about it yeah 100 percent. if anything were to happen yes but today's podcast is with one of my favorite people chessie king i so this conversation was recorded when we were in the uk yes I was so excited to finally meet Chessie. I've been what I would like to call online pen pals with Chessie for like over six years. And it has been just incredible. We we both have kids around the same age. Little Ray is around two. Um, And so I just feel like we've both gone through the same phase of life together and we were sending each other voice notes and everything. So I've been looking forward to this chat in general. How did you Um, meet? Like, did you meet? Sorry. Like just just followed each other on Instagram. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, cute. But this chat, basically, we chat we chat about so much. It was like a little bit of a mother's group, like mm-hmm. catch up. But Chess, she, if you don't know who she is, first of all, a little bit of background on Chessie. She has started out online um, by sharing a lot of fitness content, basically since 2014. But since going through a very similar kind of story with her body and, re- you know, finding respect and a good balance with, with fitness and um, eating and everything, she has definitely switched up her focus, I suppose, online to um, building confidence and also now that she's in a parenting phase, like definitely adding that in. She's also launched Welcome to Babyhood, which is her um, platform to support and guide like parents through the first 40 days postpartum, which Mm. is incredible. She does touch on that in this chat. But yeah, we we talk about a lot of different things, basically check in with how she's going at the moment. She's also renovating a house right now with her partner and like all the things that come with that with a toddler. Um, Telling me. And just can't imagine that with a kid. Seriously. I would have never gotten through it. (laughs) I would have never gotten through it. Um, And just talking to as well, like the fact I really wanted to chat to her about Ray's age at the moment because terrible twos gets thrown around a lot. Mm. I absolutely love this age. It is challenging. Yeah. There is no doubt about that with patience and everything, but I also love it. So I wanted to hear all the good and bad that she's experiencing at the moment with Ray. So hope you guys enjoy this chat as much as I did. Jess, I am just so excited to have you here. Oh, <laughs> Stephanie, all the way over just for this one Just chat. for you. Thank you. <laughs> In real life, finally. We've actually spoken for years, years. and finally met last week. Yeah, I know. It's just, uh, even Josh, like I think 
The first thing he asked me when I landed was when are you saying Jess? Oh, bless him. That's amazing. Matt thought we'd met multiple times yeah. from how I speak about you. Yeah. He's yeah. like, wait, you're meeting for the first time? Yeah. I mean, we've spoken on Zoom and FaceTimes, haven't we? Yeah. So, but and this is way the more voice personal. notes. The yeah. voice notes make it more personal, which I love. But it's just so special to see you now in person. Of course, we got to catch up earlier in the week, but I'm just, I'm so happy to have you on Kick Bump. Like, I just, yeah. And I know the community will be too, because quite often your name comes up and when even when they saw us meet the other day they got so excited oh so. thank you it's just gorgeous community. to have you you have such an incredible community you and Laura have built up such a, a f- like wonderful group of women like the, the even the comments I see on Instagram <laughs> I'm like oh everyone's just so like just celebrating each other and mm. that's what we need thank you yeah it's thank amazing you. what you've done well ditto and I and we'll definitely get to talking to the incredible community you've built and business as well but I would love to just start with just how are you going at this point? So Ray and Harvey, just for everyone else's knowledge, very similar in age. Yeah. So we've kind of been keeping each other up to date with everything. But I know as, as of late, there's there's been some ups and downs. So talk us through what's been going on. I think with every stage of childhood and mm-hmm. being a parent, parenthood, um, it's just beautiful chaos, isn't it? Like <laughs> you literally have to just surrender to, I have no idea what I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to be a mum. Like that's uh, my answer to every question that I was answered when I was younger at mm-hmm. school. What do you want to be when you're older? And I now realise everyone else's reactions who did have children was like, hold up, honey, like, just you wait. (laughs) And I would hate that just you wait culture, but I now appreciate it because I would throw out, like, uh, maybe naively I would say, like, I just want to be a mom and I want to have, like, a football team of children. And now I'm like, (laughs) okay, I'm just going to stick with one for a while. And, yeah, yeah, I think she is at such a gorgeous age right now and it is like having just a, a mini... Like she, she's a soundboard. Like she asks me stuff now, and she'll go like, "Mum, did Mummy sleep well this morning?" And I was like, "Oh, oh my God, you're checking in with me. Like <laughs> I need you as much as you need me." And it is so special. But my God, sometimes there are mornings where I'm like, "How have I found myself in this situation?" Like mm-hmm. my sister, for example, who you met, Bronte. She is the age I was when I met. Matt mm-hmm. and she also has a Matt so she's kind of like reliving my life <laughs> from that age and every day I'm like oh, imagine if I was Bronte and I could just go to Bali with my boyfriend and I wouldn't have any responsibility like she has a lot of responsibilities but it's a mortgage it's a baby yeah, it's all of that of course and I'm just in a different season of my life yeah that I, I just have to like appreciate that and there are so many things on Instagram that kind of drum into that you have to like love every minute and you have to you only have 18 summers with your baby and all of that and that really piles the pressure on and you're like oh god it makes it even harder so I've learned to kind of release all of that and just think I am spending the most quality time I can with Aurelia and some moments I find it extremely hard and I'm like, why am I finding this hard? This this hard? And then there are some moments that are just so peaceful, like pockets of peace. And I'm like, oh, this is what it's all about. Mm. This is why I'm doing it. Mm. And I think every parent feels that, yeah. a mix of two. 100%. I think you can feel all of those feelings in parallel. I think what you said before being like beautiful chaos, I could relate to so yeah. much. Especially at their age that they're at now, they've finally got some independence, which absolutely has its pros. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, 
mm, I wish you just didn't like know how to speak. Or like, <laughs> I wish, wish you were back to putting you in a bouncer and you stayed exactly. in the white spot. <laughs> Silence. Oh, I missed it. But it's like every phase I feel like we're passing and there's not, there's not bad, but there's like pros and cons to everything. And I, I do agree. It's kind of about just surrendering to each phase. And I loved what you spoke about when you were saying kind of, you find yourself or you catch yourself sometimes comparing yourself to, for you, it's Bronte. It's like someone who's in Mm. another phase. And I think that's like completely normal and natural, but I bet you still wouldn't, it's like you wouldn't change it for the world anyway. Never. Which doesn't mean you can't look back and, you know. Exactly. I've done my bits. (laughs) I've done all of that. I like, I don't ever miss my old life. Mm. Like, um, like I wish I was that person. I just, I try and, tease out little bits of me that I feel like I may have forgotten about and I think that playfulness and that especially with parenting with another person like I whoever you parent with Mm. whether that's a family member or your partner I do feel like I can take it really I I, I step back and I'm like oh my god I'm taking this so seriously Mm. and I sometimes just have to like break through that seriousness because it can be like it is serious you're looking after another human you have to keep them alive alive. but I have to try and break through that and with Matt I think we try and just we're just like 14 year old pranksters we're just (laughs) silly like like I smothered um chocolate peanut butter on his pillow the other day and said Hugo um shuffled along your pillow (laughs) and he was like no, 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 no. And he smelt it and he was like, Chaz. He goes their dog, by the way. He goes our dog. Yeah, not our other, other child. Imagine. <laughs> I mean, it could have been Ray's nappy. It could have been anything. But like little things, like I made him a frothy coffee the other day because he was leaving us for four days for an 80-minute game of rugby. Mm. And um, instead of milk, I put in a bit of fairy liquid and froth that up and told him Ray made him a coffee. So he drank it. And like little <laughs> things that break through that like seriousness of the day. Yeah. I genuinely, and I think now that he has experienced parenthood more and being a father because he was definitely not ready like we Mm. didn't do NCT we didn't do any of that Mm. because it was COVID and also because I was like I know what's coming I didn't and neither did he Um, (laughs) but now I feel like we have this understanding of each other like we know when to tap in and tap out like we know each other's capacity Mm -hmm. and like Sometimes he'll be at 20% and I'll be at 80% and I'm like, oh, I'll step in. Yeah. But sometimes, and and he knows what I am what I enjoy and what I don't like. He knows if Ray's up all night, mm. I can't ever get back to sleep when she's in the bed with me. So yeah, he he will step in and do that and then I'll do the mornings. Like, you kind of work it out, don't you? It's, it's like, about communicating, isn't it? Yeah. And I think we went through a stage of not communicating and it was really like, oh, why is he not doing that? And, yeah. like, and everything pissed mind. me off. It was like... <laughs> And then I realised I was either coming on my period or I just hadn't told him what I needed. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. And like so fortunate that we have that as well, that partnership that of can course. step in. How have you guys been going? Because I know Ray hasn't been super well lately, a few trips to the hospital and everything. How have you both been managing with that? Um, I was kind of numb to it. And I think I was quite practical in the sense that I'm her mum I need to do this and take her to hospital and then when it was only when my mum came back and saw her and saw how unwell she was that she just burst into tears and she just went how are you managing like mm. how are you doing this in between I, 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 we, we like to pile it on ourselves all at once apparently as <laughs> King Carter's um, like everyone but we had everything we were like in between moving houses, um, before Ray was going to school, um, she was obviously, yeah, so she was very unwell and she basically had a lump on her neck that was undiagnosed and they 
thought, so it came in correlation with Hugo, our cockapoo, who um, she was holding on. For anyone that has a dog, please do not let your child hold on to the lead. Like, I know it's cute and I know it's sweet and maybe in a pram it's fine for if you've got hold of it. But I just thought, oh, it's really sweet. She's taking him for a walk. Mm. And he bolted and she flew off the back. Like, she was like water skiing off the back of him and flipped and tumbled and turned and it was horrendous. And then from literally the day after, she was like, it was like she was in a neck brace, bless her. And then this lump appeared, it was huge and it was so rock hard to touch and they went through all these tests and it was just, I think I was just like, right, I've I've got to do this and Mm -hmm. there was no emotion because I kind of detached myself from that. And then it all piled up and one Saturday, about three weeks ago, I had put her to bed. She was screaming for hours and hours and she just was so unsettled because she was in pain and whatever. Mm. And we were in a new house. And I came down to my room and Hugo was barking. He'd gone through the nappy bin and eaten all of her nappies. (laughs) I know, hilarious, but also furious. (laughs) I was like, no. And I'd spent the entire day. He'd been to the vet, like all these things. I was like, why is it all piling up on me? And I was on my own. Matt was at the rugby. (laughs) (laughs) Loves the rugby. It's always the timing though. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I need you right now. Yeah. Um, And it was like 9.30 and she still wasn't asleep and she was screaming. And I'd come down to my room just to take a minute. Yeah. And I just, like, it was like an emotional extravaganza. Like, yeah. I, I was hysterical and I couldn't stop myself. Like, it was like my body was just, like, trying to get this out, like, yeah. this emotion out. And I just text my group of friends and I just said, who is emotionally available right now? And everyone literally called me. And um, because I think I think we spoke about this, I think at now our age, um, I understand with friendships that there's so much going on. People have their shit. A lot of my best friends have lost parents and like mm. they're, they're still grieving and like sometimes they don't want to hear my shit yeah. or they're not in a place to hear it or whatever. So I kind of want to check in before I call anyone up and like mm. dump it on them. And they were like, well, you're not dumping. I was like, yeah, but some people need that like question because mm. yeah. So um, they all rallied around and I'm so glad. I, I literally text out like the words to my mum, like I need to speak to what someone mum. I'm finding this so much harder than I ever thought I could. Mm. And coincidentally, I also came my period the next day. I'm so in sync with my cycle that I didn't actually, but, but then I, that time I, I got a bit confused mm. that it's coming tomorrow. Um, so yeah, and they were amazing. And a lot of my friends have had such incredible experiences with therapy. And I've only ever had hypnotherapy yep. for postpartum insomnia. And that kind of, it, it worked well with me. So I, I have, yeah, I've booked him with someone and mm-hmm. um, and I feel like every parent, everyone mm-hmm. should have the safe space that they can just chat about everything without feeling judged or yeah. like they're burdening someone or, because we all feel that, don't we? We're like, mm. yeah. That's ama- it's amazing that you've done that because I think what's important, I think as parents, you you tend to just hold on to it all because you know you've just kind of got to get through it and you've got to be like the strong rock for them. But then it's like it's also super important that you feel the emotions you need to feel and that you you do whatever you need to do to kind of get yourself through it. And I think what happens is you hold on to it and you don't actually manage anything mm. and work through no tools. So I think it's fantastic that you're seeing someone to kind of find something that's going to work for you. Yeah. Have you had your first session? Yeah, so it was mm. like a therapeutic assessment and it was mm-hmm. great. She was just checking out to see like if we were good candidates for each other. And I did say, because I'm not, I'm not, 
used to being spoken to like the classic therapist, like I hear you. And so I did say, it was like, I don't really bode well with that. Like for me, it just sounds like a performance Mm. and like you have to say it. So I was like, I would just want techniques Mm. to like use in the day when I am finding it like, oh my God, like how, how do I even function? Like I'm Mm. at full capacity. I almost need those techniques and tools because I've found myself um, and I didn't realise it was stress and anxiety or manifesting itself but I found myself and I'm on like day three of not picking but um, like squeezing my arms and I've never done that before Mm. and like uh, just just almost like to take away that uh, I don't know whether it's just to distract my brain or my brain's going you need to focus on something I don't know but um, I've really tried to yeah step away from like that like physical I need to do something and like just chatting about it because for me that is that's what I need to do I need to talk about exactly how I'm feeling Mm. and sometimes with as you know with partners or family members you don't really have that time just to sit down and say this is exactly how I'm feeling unless it's an SOS Mm. somebody please help me and I also think Steph like there is so much about like you need to take that help that you're offered but sometimes the help is just about looking after the baby or the toddler or whatever and some parents don't feel confident with or comfortable enough with anyone else looking after their child and I think that I I just saw that help exactly how I've said like just to help Ray Mm. help me with Ray but actually it's not Ray that I need the help with sometimes it's just all the other shit in the house. Yeah. Like I need someone just to come put on a wash and then like hang it up for me. That's all I need sometimes yeah. because when, especially when you're solo parenting and yeah. single parents are phenomenal. I know. Like you just need someone to say, look, I am actually just going to come around and help you cook dinner. Someone being in the house with me, even mm. if they don't do anything to the house, just gives you that like comfort that someone else is in the house with you, especially when yeah. Matt's away for work and stuff. So taking the help and saying quite, being quite specific with it especially when yeah especially when they're newborns because everyone's like oh let me come around and like I'll help with holding her or whatever and sometimes you just say actually do you mind just just helping me cook this meal tonight because it's impossible in my brain that yeah Yeah. when you're so sleep deprived that's all you need I think it's so right I've I've spoken to a few mums about this in that like the the help that might come is always assumed rather than asking what is actually needed and like mm. for me particularly because I am working and and Josh is kind of he's a stay-at-home parent so he's spending a lot more time with Harvey so when someone asks what they can do for me or in fact they don't actually ask what they can do for me they'll just say like do you want me to look after Harvey this week like mm. so you can have a night off or like the weekend you go do something and all I want is more time with him. So I'm like, actually, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some other things I would love you to be able to manage so that I can just, you know. If you could just shave my legs for me. That would be great. <laughs> all of the other bits. What would you, what would be your ideal if like I could come over to your house? <laughs> I'm coming over, Laura. Hold me to it. Um, if I could come over genuinely and, yeah. and say, right, anything you need doing yeah. that doesn't include you, Josh and Harvey, like in the house, what would it be? I don't. I, I actually can't even answer that question. Take Ari for a walk. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> I, I, it's really hard because because then then I think about it and and I'm sure you and Matt find this really hard too. And I would love to love to ask how you're going with it because. For me, it's like I want to spend all this time with Harvey and that is just like all I all I want to do. However, then what's really important is like giving Josh a break, which he does, which he does, and we're pretty proactive with that because I want to spend that time mm. with Harvey. But then it's like, when's the time for us? Yeah. You know, which my mum's pretty good at 
being like, because she comes over most weeks, one night a week, and she'll be there the next morning. So she's pretty good at trying to persuade us, you know, like don't feel like you need to hang out with me, like go out for dinner or something. And so we'll try and do that like once a month. That's amazing. Which is great. Um, But that's, I wonder how you guys go with that, within your relationship and prioritising you too. It's so difficult because I feel like we always, maybe we're like... um, in our society, we're told to work nine to five yeah. or whatever and then see and have fun in the evenings. Yeah. And I feel like we've kind of had to uh, like break through that and go, right, no, if we are available at lunch or if Matt has a meeting in town and I have an event, mm-hmm. then we'll try and meet up after. And even if that means like us sitting next to each other, having a little work, and then when the food comes, we shut our laptops and we're, we're together. Mm. I think just that like a... F- the unconventional times you can spend together mm. are incredible. And I like we spoke about this quite early on, I remember, because you were a bit further along than I was postpartum. And I was like, when do you and Josh actually have sex? Because I, <laughs> I don't think I'll ever, ever have sex again. <laughs> and I and I did say to Matt, I was mm. like, I think as well, because uh, I, I we've never really been like, like four times a day when, mm. when even from the start like I hear couples that have sex multiple like times a day I'm yeah. like yeah you? wow mm. and and interestingly my one of my best friends who has two now she was like oh god I'm not gonna say his name and um, we haven't had sex in like six months I was like what what that mm. was before I had Aurelia mm. and that like I, I understand that now like yeah I get it I thought that was like do you need help with mm. your relationship and she was like no no yeah, that's, get it. that's yeah. totally normal <laughs> postpartum and I think it was petrifying like the thought of even like being that intimate after a cesarean or after like be carrying a child like mm. it is so intense and I think that really does like trickle through your sex life uh, probably up to like a year and a half. Yeah, I think we've only just come out of that phase, Found and we're some like, sort of routine. "Whoa, yeah. like this, this is good. Yeah. Like this feels nice." And like we're just trying to be a bit more experimental, mm. not outside in the garden, but <laughs> maybe on the sofa, new sofa. Not nice, <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It, it postpartum sex can be so daunting. Oh, absolutely. I saw a thing the other day that was like, um, I think Mama still got it. Did a poll, and like eighty six percent of people. Uh, that she'd like done mm. the poll on. I think it was her Instagram followers, or eighty percent somewhere. Um, ha- like have sex once every six months, and I was like, that is mm. like so reassuring to those that think they need to be at it every single yeah. day. Yeah, but yeah, so. yeah. You just got to find what works for you, don't you? And it's hard too when you've got a different sex drive to your partner too. Which yeah, Josh and I have different sex drives. Mm. Um, he probably would be at it every day if it was up to him, but um, <laughs> it's not happening. Um, but it is, and I think it's also accepting that it's not, even if you did have a different sex, I don't know, routine before having a kid, it's okay that it won't get there again. Mm-hmm. You know, Harvey's almost two and a half and it's not what it used to be. I mean, we've also been together for 11 years, so I think even without a child, wow. it, it you know, you just, yeah. it's different, right? Absolutely. Um, and so it's like, you kind of got to be okay with having to schedule it in. You know? Yeah, like absolutely. Saturday, yeah. these naps, best nice. time for us. Brilliant. There we go. You know, not thinking about, well, don't text Steph thinking about at work, I'm at work. <laughs> <laughs> Between 12 and 2, it's yeah. always been different. Two but, hours, know. wow. No, not 40 hours. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. You got but, um, stamina, girl. <laughs> what you do, kick is <laughs> 
but it is it's and I think it's you just kind of get to a point where you're okay with that and obviously if it happens outside of that more spontaneously great like yeah it's amazing definitely. but it is it's it's something that um I I wondered because you guys seem it's so funny I feel like if we lived in the same state we would all hang out because oh, I also absolutely. feel like Matt and Josh would they would get on so well um but I love that you're keeping that playfulness as well because I think also as a team and bringing up a child there's obviously a lot of seriousness within what we do mm. as parents yeah it's also important that you have fun with it yeah otherwise it just gets a bit <laughs> honestly when he goes away this is a quite a thing for us that my friends find very bizarre like mm. my best friend said last night like oh how's Matt at the rugby I was like no idea. I think he's alive. I think he's all right. When we're when we're apart, we yeah. only message each other in emergency. Yeah. Like that's kind of like an unspoken rule mm-hmm. because he needs his time. I need my time. And actually, when he did get back, I was like, oh, much preferred it when you were away actually because <laughs> you've just kept me up all night snoring. And I'm like, how are you still hungover from being away for four days? But yeah, so there are definitely uh, like moments where we are together as a family and I think the whole tap in tap out is amazing but we actually forgot for a long period of time that we can parent together and those moments where we are as a three is so lovely like that divide and conquer Mm. yes absolutely that that technique works when you have multiple or when you're working and all of that but there are some moments in our weekend that I'm like oh my god I forgot that we can do this together Mm. and I like yeah, you kind of have to remind yourself that it can be lovely together. But Matt also speaks about now that he he did find it extremely hard for that first year. Like, yeah. she's a screamer. Like, she would yeah. literally just, she, she's got lungs and he would be, like, almost petrified and, like, traumatised by her screams. Yeah. And I think because he didn't really have any friends that had children or whatever, yeah. like, he was handed babies because I was like, hey, look, he looks so cute with a baby. <laughs> um, and then when it was actually his, he was like, oh, my God, what mm. is this? But I, and so he always says, like, when anyone says, asks him when the next one is, he goes, yeah, no, 10 years, she'll be, she'll be 18. I'm like, <laughs> right, 18 age, 18 year age gap. I'll be like 60 when I'm next pregnant, apparently. <laughs> but we, if we were to be lucky, if we were lucky enough to have another one, it wouldn't be until, oh, I'd say like two, three years. We So they'd probably have a four, five yeah. year age gap. Yeah. And that for us is bliss. Like yeah. I'm in this, yeah. I'm sure like you, I'm in this newfound freedom where I'm like, oh my God, this is brilliant. I can yeah. do stuff because she's, well, she started preschool last week and that for us was a huge shift. Like yeah. last week was massive for us. But I still felt this weird, like I was like on call. I was mm. like literally like waiting for, them to phone me going you need to pick her up but like they didn't which is incredible but it's it is a new phase of like parenthood and going actually I have 9 30 till 3 30 to work Mm -hmm. but also to spend time with Matt and just like yeah Yeah. and that for me is amazing to have that so what I don't want to throw myself back into the newbornness (laughs) I've just found this new like yeah sense of like liberation I I completely agree and it's funny though because it's the number one question that comes through it's like when are you gonna go again so um no I, I I love the honesty in that I wanted to ask you as well, how's that first week of Ray being at school been for you? Obviously, you're only a week in, but how's it going? The mornings are the most emotional and I'm trying to keep it. My mum would always be so calm before I went to school Mm. and I really remember that calmness. Like it was never like, quick, get your bags and lunch and breakfast and I've packed 
this and because we then go to school yeah. with that erraticness like yeah. and I always want to make it a very calm environment for in the morning but it's just so strange packing my child's like backpack with stuff that she's going to school with like it was so bizarre to get my head around but I wanted to feel close so I literally for the first three days like did just like laps of like the park taking my meetings on the phone because I was like I just want to feel like I'm close to her but I always prepared myself that the first week would be that like I couldn't fully relax yeah. and like take my mind off it and I had this feeling where I just wanted to tell like everyone like I went into the shop to get some food for her dinner and I was like I just dropped my daughter off at school and they were like oh cute I think like the entire of the like the entire population has dropped their child yeah. off because it's nice back to school day yeah. like but I, it was really weird because it was just such a new such feeling such a huge thing for you such and then huge, everyone else they're yeah. like oh yeah amazing I, I've done that for years but I was also thinking of all the mums yeah. that that it was their first day where they weren't dropping their children yeah. off school and that they'd gone to like uni and I was thinking oh my god that's gonna be me and then I'm gonna have to mm. like stop that season so yeah it was it's been it's been interesting and um, Matt actually texted me just before because he dropped her off this morning saying um she's gone off amazingly like a little cry because obviously now she's mm. going oh this is my life now yeah you're not just really dropping me off for a one day like little like, adventure little, yeah yeah like I actually have to do it now so yeah it's just, it's a big shift. But I also think that it's the time where I really believe that you don't need a baby shower when you're pregnant. I believe that you need like a, a baby shower when the baby's here. Mm. And I also thought we could do like a back to school shower where Thank all you. the new mums like meet up after and they go like, we've got, we've got each other and yeah. like, they're all off. And I think you need that, like just community mm. near you. Like the people that, cause I'm not, I don't live that close to all my best friends, but like, obviously I would jump in the car and drive to them. But my friends who have children, all we all speak about that one mum that you see, like when you're doing laps of the park, when you're trying to get them to sleep or when like they're a bit older, you see them in the sandpit or whatever. And there's this one mum who literally lives up the road from me and I never knew her. And we started to like recognize each other and the, the little ones now play together. And I was like, I said to her last night, I was like, I can't, because I was on the way back, Ray was in like floods of tears at like 6.30 I was like I just need to get back home and get her in the bath and whatever and I saw her and I was like I said oh thank you so much for being out at the same time as me and she was doing the same trying to like <laughs> just tied over that like 6.30 before mm. bed and um, I said like you're such a special friend to me now and mm. not that I know you that well but like yeah. the fact that you I, I see you in those moments where we're both and those I think those connections with any woman whether you have a child or not are so invaluable mm. and you don't have to know people for your whole life to mm. feel like they know you. Oh, I, I agree completely. Some of my closest friends now, I have just, we kind of randomly came together as a mother's group, not through the council or anything like that. It was kind of by choice of knowing the both of them in my past, realising that we all lived a suburb away from oh. each other and we just caught up for coffee when they were all newborns. And then since then it's been like a mother's group. And yeah, those those women are they mean so much to me and so supportive of each other. And I, I don't, I think my motherhood journey would have been very different mm. without them, but it's, and, and so there's some of my closest friends, but you mm. know, we, we were acquaintances beforehand. We knew each other, but would never like caught up for coffee or anything like that. Yeah. So it's just crazy how it can shift when you have so much that you can relate to. Cause I think it's, it's just a huge phase and it's a really tricky one to navigate. So the more that you can have that like strong community, it doesn't have to be a lot of people. No. Is so important. It really is. Yeah. 
So we kind of spoke about, obviously, it's really important that everyone knows that parenthood is not also just like sunshine and rainbows, no. that it's tricky and terrible twos gets thrown around a lot. So we know that it can be difficult, but I would love to hear what you're loving about this phase. Oh, there are so many moments. I, I, I really have to like almost jot them down, whether that's video or voice note yeah. or like in my notes, because she just says the funniest things. Like she was sat on Matt's laptop the other day and I came in and she was just ty- typing away and she goes, daddy, type, type, type. Because I'm like, what does daddy do when he works? He goes, type, type, type. I said, sweetheart, what do you think about the um, gender inequality in the workplace? And she would just went, mm, broccoli. And I was like, <laughs> broccoli, that's what we've all been waiting for. Yeah. That, like that just clears the question. So and like the stuff that her brain comes up with and she just like even asking her how school is, mm. like she she comes, she always has like a planned thing. She goes, yep, um, we do painting and playing. <laughs> and she smiles at the end of it because she's, she's been asked so many times recently. Yeah. Um, we were out for dinner the other night and she put her hand up because she always sees me put my hand up and goes, can, please can I have the bill? And she did it herself. Like, obviously, she, like, she's, yeah, I was like, are you, are you paying? But she, like, put her hand up and I was like, why is she putting her hand up? Maybe they she's do it at school. It. Yeah. And then she she came over and I just let her talk and she said, add your bill. And I was like, oh, my God, like, we're being taken out by a two-year-old. Um, she's just, uh, yeah, even the way that they, like, talk about you. And, yeah. I, like, she calls me mum, sometimes she'll call me mummy Chessie. And I, I like... She obviously hears what People we call get. You yeah. To the chest, yeah. Um, but it's just, it's such an incredible phase. And I really did find that first year so incredibly hard. Mm. Like, and and there were moments where I was like, I don't know if I could ever do this again, mm. ever. Mm. And that was heightened by her not sleeping until she was like a year and three months. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think I was just so sensitive to everything, yeah. whether that be like phantom cries, like, Oh my I God, have, how bad are the phantom cries? I uh, thought I was going insane. I honestly, I yeah. had to have hypnotherapy for it. And I used to sip my water through a straw and the sound of the straw, my bottle started like her crying. And I was like, no, 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 no. And <laughs> new, new drink bottle. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, exactly. Get rid of that one. Uh, just drink through a cup for the rest of my life. But she, yeah, I, th- I think I also, because she didn't take anything else apart from obviously when she was weaning mm. at six months, but she was literally attached to my boob 24 7 from like the first day to 11 months and I think I almost I don't know if I maybe played the victim a bit because whenever someone whenever Matt was like oh let me take her out I was like oh no but she can't be without my boobs like so I didn't really have any time away from her until she was 11 months like it was literally like half an hour here and whatever Mm. so I think I did and I would definitely not do that for the second Mm. if I was able to I would definitely try and mix the mm. feeding just for my mental health mm. like um so yeah I de- there are there are things that I'm like oh yeah whatever you're always gonna look back yeah. but now I just love that she can tell me what's hurting what's yeah what's what's feeling good what what like even her food like I, I just I think she is incredibly aware mm. and it's just so kind and loving and like 
I, I hurt myself. You know, I always worried, like when you hurt yourself, when you're on your own with a baby, you then have to look up, like even if it's just you stub your toe or silly things, yeah. like you, you hurt yourself. Now that she's at that age, like she can actually be like, oh, mummy, oh no, your toe. And then she'll come and like <laughs> help me. And Dr. Ray Ray, like yeah. come to save the day. And now that she's so much more aware of those things, it makes me feel like I've got a, a mate instead like a of someone, yeah. instead of someone I'm literally just like, I'm not, I'm not chaperoning her yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, God, she, she can be absolutely wild. And sometimes I'm like, you are, <laughs> you're going to be a CEO, honey. <laughs> You are going to be bossing people around. Um, That's so funny. I feel like as well, I've I've had to switch the way that I speak to Harvey now because Mm. it's like instead of kind of speaking at him now, it's they expect a conversation. Mm -hmm. And if he says something to me and I'm trying to like shift the conversation in another way, maybe I'm trying to get him to do the ABCs for his nana or something like that. And he's like, he'll just repeat what he's just said until I, answer him like he'll be like no and then he'll like say it again and if I do it again he'll just say it again until I acknowledge what he said then he's happy to move on with the conversation so it's like reminding me it's like okay he's not a little performer yeah um yeah he's just a person and so now we're like trying to just kind of speak to him like you know do you do you want something to eat and then he says yes what do you feel like and we take Mm -hmm. it and just like have a conversation rather than just kind of like giving him things or and it's so interesting and I'm I'm loving that. I'm mm. loving that part. It's so special. What's his favourite thing to do? Like when you just leave him mm. to like play on his own, what would he choose to do? He puts his gumboots on and he goes play golf. <gasps> yeah. Stop. Yeah. What are gumboots? So, oh, Wellingtons. Wellies. Oh, okay. <laughs> wellies. Yeah, he puts his wellies on oh. um, and then he goes and opens the back, backyard because for his um, second birthday, Josh put a little hole in a flag in, in the grass outside so oh. it's got a little hole and he'll just go and, and oh. chip the, the ball away so that's his favorite thing otherwise um he's really good at being independent we've put a baby monitor in the playroom so like when josh is looking after him if like someone comes to the door or Mm. josh wants to go make himself a coffee or whatever because our playroom's upstairs he can go down and just like keep an eye on him because our our one is connected to our phone so he'll just go down and josh says like often i'll go down just for five minutes to make a coffee but he'll be so like his imagination is just Mm. gone crazy at the moment so he'll just be able to like play with his trucks and like talk to himself and then he'll go from his trucks to building a block tower and then he'll go from that to like drawing on this paper house thing that we have and um he's pretty good at kind of like keeping himself occupied and it's really beautiful to see his imagination grow because that's been something I've been super excited about because as a kid I was that way like and I just I can't wait to see him kind of you know, the moment that he starts holding like two figurines of some sort and like have them yeah. talk to each other, oh. I'm going to die. <laughs> oh my God. Even when they have chats with their little mates, yeah. like yesterday, yeah. one of my best friends and uh, their little, well, Finn is the same age as Aurelia. She calls him Shin because she can't say her Fs. <laughs> Everything is. Yeah, she's like, a Canavi. Yeah, Shitball yeah. or Shinley. Yeah. Um, so Shin and Ray were talking to each other and they, so he was pushing her on the swing and Ray said, Uncle, go now. And Finn went, no, no, when you go, I cry. And and Ray went, oh, Finley. And oh. Shinley and stroked his face. And I was like, no, like Ruth and I genuinely were looking, going, oh my God, oh, this is so magical. And it's times like that when they're chatting to each other. And then it makes you realise, like, actually, the way that I speak to them... Mm. Is so important it's because so you're literally important. treating your mates like you're treating your friends like that. Yeah, and yeah, it's. I think now that she's obviously got a lot more um, influence from other teachers and whatever mm. in the school that she's at, 
I honestly, even from a week, have noticed her language. Like she said to me, oh, mommy, that's not nice. And I was like, oh, sweetheart, because I gave her an egg instead of whatever she wanted. Um, and she went, oh, mommy, that's not nice. I was like, oh, my God, where did you, you, you get that from? <laughs> I was like, at least you're not telling me to like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think like that, honestly, this age... and. I really am trying, like, the moments when Matt is away fully, mm. I really have to just try and, like, think, right, work can, work can wait. I can put my phone down and this is, like, this is precious time mm. for her to go, Mom, she always goes, oh, Mummy and Ray Ray together. And I'm like, yeah, and she notices that. Like, when Matt got back last night and she woke up, the first thing she did when she hugged me, went, Daddy's home! And, like, that, just that feeling of, like, we are together and that, like it shows how important mm. it is just to them and like that's all they need really sometimes mm. I try and plan all these elaborate things like taking her to the V&A museum and taking her to the science museum and all these she doesn't need that she just really. needs to sit with me out in the garden yeah and chat yeah and yeah that I have to really remind myself like she doesn't Simple need to be things. going away anywhere but yeah yeah oh, 100% and do you think because you spoke to you know, how, how, I mean, they're sponges. They, the way you treat them, the way you speak to them, they pick it up so quickly. Mm. Has it made you a better person being a mum? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so much more patient. Yeah. <laughs> like, I genuinely <laughs> have never, like, I, I, there are moments where I really have to, like, step back and just breathe. Mm. But I'm just, I'm so much more aware of the world yeah. and like so much more aware of people that need me. Like I'm always, I'm never like on my phone listening to music, just like in my own world. Mm. Like whenever I'm traveling, I'm always thinking like, who needs my seat if I'm sitting? <laughs> who needs help like getting on and off the train? Like I'm not, and, and that's just genuinely from being a parent. Yeah, like because yeah. you you understand how much like people do need that support and even mm. just that one little like would you like me to help you down the stairs mm. changes the whole yeah. day like and I know how much it means to me so therefore I want to give it to other people um but yeah it's definitely made me a lot more understanding it slowed me down a mm -hmm. lot mm -hmm. I used to just love like all of us mm. getting to places as quickly as possible and when I'm with her it just takes forever and I'm like if you want to pick up every stone from every drive <laughs> I'm all right with it like we're literally we're on our own little we're on our own little time frame here and yeah I, I would say though the timings of like life and stuff a shared calendar for Matt and I mm. has been the most beneficial thing I think like technology wise for, for our relationship because yeah, I agree. even though he he has this rule where he goes once it's in the diary it's in the diary so like <laughs> I'll look through until December Steph he's genuinely on a golf trip you know or this? on a work trip and I'm like no, 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 that's that you you better like you've got to just check in maybe and go, is it all right? Is it all right? Does yeah. it work for you? Yeah. Um, but apart from that, like it does work so well. Just like yeah, every Sunday, we kind of just try and like work out how our week looks. If there are days where now that we're doing pick up and drop off, which is hilarious to say, it's like, what what days can you do? What days can I do? How can I help you with this week? What what what's the most important thing that you need to get done and how can I Yeah support that um and that I think has been really good for our relationship because even though we're not like we're not very like type a people like we don't have an excel spreadsheet but we love a we love a calendar mm -hmm. we love a calendar yeah I think it's awesome to finish off Chess I want to ask you about babyhood because it's just incredible what you have done and what you've built and I, I would love you to give a bit of background obviously speak to what it is but what brought you 
to launching it. Oh, thank you, Steph. So Babyhood is a an online video course with four pillars. That's sleep, brain, body and feeding. I basically, at three days postpartum, when Ray was just like ripping my nipples to shreds, I was like, Matt, like how how am I going to get all the help and support that I need in one place? And they are this valuable and they deserve to be paid this much. But in the UK, a, a feeding consultation for an hour is £250. Mm. And that's through Zoom, a mm-hmm. lot of it. Mm-hmm. And they're not even seeing my tit. Like, they're mm-hmm. literally seeing it on, on FaceTime and they could screenshot it and send it off. Um, <laughs> Imagine that they're not, it's all a scam. Um, no, so I wanted to, there were four experts that had helped me through my pregnancy yeah. and postpartum. And I wanted to get them all in one place and make mm. it accessible and affordable for, mm. for new parents. Um, so you watch these videos every single day, you get a video per expert for the first 40 days mm. and beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we are launching the Help My Babies One and Still Doesn't Sleep Through the Night because mm-hmm. a lot of the community like mm. yours has grown up with, me as a parent and Mm. and they're not in babyhood anymore they're in toddlerhood and they're still needing that help and support Um, then we have surrogacy and adoption so for those that haven't carried their charge um, we've got experts that are taking you through your pregnancy and then we have IVF um, so holding your hand through IVF and um, the process that the emotional process that you have to go through. Um, so yeah, there's a lot, like I say we, that is literally just me, and then the experts that I'm bringing on. Um, but I just want to help as many communities mm. as possible and any way that you are a parent or mm. any way that you can create a family, I want to make sure that there is that course and that source of, of support for you. So yeah. It's amazing. Thank you. It's amazing. And we'll pop a link in the show notes if anyone wants to learn more. But thank you. Thank you so much for today. It's been an absolute dream just getting to chat and catch up really. But for everyone else as well, it's just awesome to hear from you. And thank you for everything that you do online. And you do, I think, everything that you reflect in your motherhood journey online is is awesome because you do show you do show such special moments, which is important as well. But then you're also very real and raw which is refreshing so thank Thank you you so much Steph you're amazing (laughs) thank you to everyone listening well I hope you guys enjoyed that episode if you would like to get involved with the kick pod or kick bump pod you can by going to our instagram at kick pod and sending us a voice note or writing in a dnm and if you would like to join a bit of a virtual mother's group we like to call it our kick bump facebook community is for you there is so much in there encouragements of finding your journey again after having a baby or questions during pregnancy it's a virtual mother's group of love and support and you are so welcome so you can find us there if you would like to learn more about kick you can go to our website kickapp.com or you can find us on the apple store and google play store where we have a seven day free trial thank you for listening and we'll be back in your ears very soon bye